I'm like a baby, you know? All you need is just a funny noise and a weird-looking face, and you can make me laugh. You know, something I do at work is mm. I'll walk up to something, and I'll be really calm, and I'll be looking at it, and I just freak out. <laughs> My sister, she used to do this thing. She still does it, where she can do this thing where she can freeze her body as if she's frozen in time, and she'll be, like, in the middle of laughing, and then she'll just freeze. And it looks like like your world has hit pause, and it it freaks me out, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> She's stupidly good at it. Hey. Hey. If you like this content, please subscribe. You can leave a comment. Like it. We're also on Anchor. We're on Anchor. Both of our podcasts are on Anchor. So if you're on the go and you want to listen instead of having to watch YouTube, you can find us there. It also works on Spotify as well. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Break. I was told that was really cringy that we do this. Really? Yeah. We gotta introduce. We gotta have a thing, like a hook, so you know it's us. So if I beatbox, do you think you can run? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have to. None of these words are gonna work out. <laughs> don't wish for it. Rhythm, me, the white girl. <laughs> You're outing yourself, okay? Fucking, I played a, a a rhythm game with my sisters one time. And they made fun of me because I kept adding extra beats where I was on rhythm but with different instruments. <laughs> it, that's a weird thing about music is trying to differentiate. Because, like, say you're listening to a band, right? Mm-hmm. You got a lot of different sounds going on. Yes. You have to figure out how to focus on one. The beat, the rhythm, and the melody can be totally different from each other. And it can still be a good sounding song. There's still an amalgamation of multiple instruments. You need to focus on the instrument. Yes. Or even, or even sometimes their vocals will create a sort of rhythm. That's another instrument. In, in a way. A good singer creates their own instrument. Mm-hmm. A bad singer is ACDC. How fucking dare you? You're trash. No, you're <laughs> trash. <laughs> you don't like ACDC? way overplayed angus on the fucking guitar oh oh and like they know about hell (laughs) okay calm down there buddy i like acdc i think they're fun they're old stuff they did some new stuff remember that like a year or two ago you remember they got nominated for a grammy yeah for because this year apparently the people in charge of the grammys are the same as the people in charge of the oscars where they just vote for their friends who did shit a long time ago (laughs) yeah in hindsight you were a good band no you weren't i like acdc okay (laughs) um see what's happening this week a lot of drama. There is a lot of drama. A lot of sad stuff too. Yes. Um, let's start with the the um, the court case that has America hooked. By oh, I was going to start with something else. What do you want to start with? I was going to start out with uh, last week when we did this. We had been talking about winning times. Oh yes, yeah. And it finally ended. It did. And and we finally watched it. <laughs> good ending. It's just that's not the end of the story. Well, obviously, it's. It's gonna be great. This is the next Successions, honestly. Succession. Sorry. <laughs> it's produced by the same people. You can tell, and you can tell that they have, like, a big plan, like, leading up for the rest of this plot, not just this season. They know it's gonna be a hit, and they know they have at least two more seasons in it. 
See how I changed the lights here? You guys don't know. I took the overhead light, which was obnoxiously blinding and orange. It wasn't that bad. Turned it off and turned on this corner lamp. Nice vibes now. Nice yeah. like yeah, see? Like like in a bar kind see, of vibe. Lighting means everything. I guess so. It's ev everything. <laughs> Every fuck your script. It's everything. It's just the the gaffer shows up. And just slaps the script out of an audio person's hand. It's like, you listen to me! <laughs> if I had the power to, I would have. <laughs> Shout out to anyone who knows what a gaffer is. <laughs> well, if you ain't gaffing gaffers, then how are you going to make lights? Listen, only real film people know about gaffers. If you don't, you're just a fake fan. And you think they're probably gardeners. <laughs> a gaffer is a person who puts up the light. You can also a key... What, key electrician? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, everyone has a best boy. Um, best boys are cool. Uh, that, that's what it's called. Because back in the day, there were no girls in the industry. <laughs> Basically, best boys have to take control of the equipment. And with electricity, they have to focus on the ampage. Mm-hmm. Um, how like, much the output. They're like a second in command, essentially. It's basically so the gaffer or key electrician... Mm -hmm. or key grip grips are different things yes they're the ones who shape the light to be honest um they can focus on the actual was it the puzzle making of it yeah like the artistry yeah while the the best boy does the technology well they both have best boys but yeah the, they basically like run around and set up <laughs> they're doing the physical stuff to put it together uh but they're not physically moving the lights yes there that, are that's a grip that there are Tons There's tears. of people in the filmmaking world, and none of y'all know about them. You go to school, we learned about it, we went to classes, we all had to be every single role, and you, all of the casual fans only care about the writer and the director. No one's giving a shout out to the key grip. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of the lighting guy, so I but think you, grips are useless. I think I could do it on my own. <laughs> I don't blame you. If I was in charge of audio, I would kick everyone out, and I would be the only person on audio. <laughs> if I could... I'd just be like, why don't we just do ADR? I hate ADR. Why? Because... What do you think this is? So many actors don't get ADR. Well, yeah, they're actors. Exactly. They're Give them their... They can't say that. Give them their... <laughs> Their moment that they're acting, that's where all their emotions going to be. They're going to be in a headspace. The moment they're in a weird, trapped, like, closet of doom acting against just their scripts, they're going to give you a totally different and usually worse performance. So, Logan, the last Wolverine movie to come out, mm -hmm. I was watching behind the scenes. This was years ago. It's an older film yes. now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right? And he was in the, the studio, and he's looking at the projector. Right? And it's showing Wolverine running through the forest at the end. Mm -hmm. And he's yelling because they're attacking the kids, right? Yeah. And he's angry. So what he does is he starts jogging in place. He's got the mic in front of him. Mm -hmm. He gets himself all worked up. And then he does his bellow. And that's the one that's in the movie. Whatever he's doing in that moment, you never actually hear. But it, it's kind of weird that like you have to get yourself into that. A good actor can do ADR. But am I dancing like <laughs> but if you can, I would always pick on-set audio, which also just goes to show you, can, shit. you can tell um, that people can't do ADR because the moment they need to do voice acting, 
a lot of like film actors will just eat shit the moment they have to do voice acting for like a video game tie-in or whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Which is weird. Because I don't think voice acting is that hard. It's, it's. I wouldn't say it's like hard, but there's a performance to it. Just well, like yeah. how I could say knitting isn't hard, but there's a performance to it. You have to knit. You can tell a shitty knit from a good knit. Like if someone knits you a sweater and it looks like ass, you can tell between that and someone who knit a perfect sweater. But you can also argue, like right here, we're doing voice acting. This isn't so much voice acting. We're not acting. We're putting on performances, but we're not encompassing a character. Like okay, then I will be sad boy from now on. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The guy who voices Leon from uh, the Resident Evil Two remake, oh. and also the subsequent. Uh, mini series. That w- what is that one called? Contagion. Oh. No. No. Dark. 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 Light. Darkness. Dark. Darkness of the heart. <laughs> How do we keep coming back? Anyways, Tom Brady, congratulations for coming back to the NFL. But no, with him, him doing Leon, he has to become Leon. He can't just riff. You know, there, there's more. It's just as strenuous as acting, but actors can use their body when voice actors are limited to solely their voice. And they have to often do more of a performance, and it's a lot harder because they're limited to just their voice. So voice actors deserve more love and appreciation. (laughs) That's what did not make this script. Hmm. Resident Evil on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, that trailer came out. What the fucking fuck? Why so yellow? Do you remember when that trailer came out? Do you remember what I said that morning? Um, yeah, we were talking about Resident Evil. Just we were. on chance. We were talking about adaptations. Yeah, you just you kind of randomly said, I hope there's a good live-action Resident Evil someday. That's not what I said. Something like that. I said, I want to live in a world where there is a good Resident <laughs> Evil live-action adaptation. Then I come home, and they drop that trailer, and I, t- I was just like, this the dream's it. still broken. Yeah, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> it looks... Like any generic run of the run of the mill zombie flick. I, I'll watch it. <laughs> sure. And then I'm gonna use this platform to roast it alive. I tell you what, one positive they have done is that it doesn't the look zombies. it doesn't look like they're trying to do some poor attempt at recreating one of our beloved characters. I feel like it's a sequel to those godass Paul W. S. Anderson films. Ugh. With Alice and I don't want this. I don't no, they suck. Alice is stupid. Netflix, lose your subscriptors, okay? Yes, uh, tank. You you don't. You know what? You deserve it. <laughs> this is the Resident Evil you were giving me. You deserve it. <laughs> we we were watching that uh, that stand up comedy with Chris Stefano. Uh huh. It's on Netflix now. It's called Speshy Weshy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that up. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's only thirty minutes. Um, I thought it was really good. It was good. And through most of it. Chris, the comedian, is just roasting Netflix. Yes. Because then, he didn't think he was going to get bought by Netflix. <laughs> and then at the end, and I was listening to a podcast today with him talking about this. Yeah. And um, it actually starts up with him talking about it. As at the end, he was like, I'm going to put it on YouTube for the people. It's all for you. Fuck Netflix. Fuck HBO. Mm-hmm. You know. And then he turns around right at the end and yeah. he goes, you know what, Netflix, if you want to buy it, we'll talk. <laughs> and then they bought it. And they left all of that in there, too. Gee, I wonder why they're failing. <laughs> it's funny. They have to buy people talking shit about them. But yeah, that Resident Evil, it's due this summer. 
I'll watch it, but ugh. Ugh. Low expectations. Low hopes, too. Maybe it'll blow me out of the water because of that, but mm-mm. <laughs> right now, we're sitting on a negative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, let's transition to the court case that has everyone gripped by its drama filled hooves the amber heard johnny depp case uh amber heard has been cross-examined uh it will continue tomorrow i believe i just do that with my <coughs> eyes what cross-examine you just cross your eyes and then you see into a new dimension where lies and truths <laughs> are two separate amber this isn't adding up <laughs> it's just poop everywhere <laughs> where's it from i swear it's from my tiny little teacup puppy <laughs> This human-sized shit. <laughs> um. You're the one who knows more about it. Yeah. Uh, she's trash. She's absolute trash. She's, she's a psycho. She's bad at lying. And now that Johnny's, like, actual competent lawyers are grilling her, every single thing she has said has just completely unraveled. Now that her goofy dope lawyers aren't being like, um, and uh, d is your hair blonde? Yes. Good God, we nailed it. <laughs> Johnny's lawyers are like, hey, everything you're saying does not add up, and you're obviously lying. And she's like, no, that's not true. I hate your smirk. Yeah, she, I stepped on a bee. <laughs> she has, like, the worst, weirdest, goofiest. How did such a goofy-looking motherfucker become an actress? <laughs> she's actually really attractive. She isn't. <laughs> I find her very attractive. Even before I knew she was crazy, I thought she was kind of weirdly skeletal looking. You know? She has some flesh to her. A little bit. Just enough to look crazy. As her eyes bulge out of her sunken in hollow sockets. But she, she is... shits on Johnny's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I masturbate, that's what I think about. <laughs> skeletal shitting on Johnny Depp's bed. <laughs> this got weird, buddy. This got really weird. <laughs> Might want to take a break here. We're gonna... <laughs> so she's not going to be an Aquaman too. She is. She is. She is. So ew, boycott. So she had a huge role, and then it kept taking it away from her, which I will quote pretty quick here. And uh, they narrowed it down to ten minutes. Ten minutes too many, honestly. But this is also the same company that's kept Ezra Miller around. I don't get we're, it. We're not here to talk about that freak. <sighs> I don't know why fire them. But Ezra. <laughs> They have a mental problem, along with Amber. Mm -hmm. Both of them have some issues. Yeah. But Ezra, he, uh, my bad, they might need to go see a psychiatrist. They might, yeah, I yes. I mean, seriously, some of the things that they have done to other people is you're and, a danger to everyone. And they just keep getting worse. They're just spiraling into this, like, toilet drain of assholery. Oh, if you guys didn't know, Ezra uses they, them... Yeah, gender neutral, not binary. Did I get that right? I yes. thought that was the third one. No, they, them. You're right. Okay. So. So, uh... I'm a millennial. I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> Anyways, so Amber heard talking about uh, her role as Mira. Mira. Or Mura. I've heard it Mira. Like... Mira. Like, okay. like mirror, but... You didn't say it But correctly. it's M-E-R-A. I get the... It's, maybe it is supposed to be Mura, because I think it's supposed to be, like, Mermaid. But Mira sounds prettier. It does. <laughs> uh, we have these lines. Do you want to play the role of one of them, and I'll play the role of the other? Do you want to be the lawyer or Amber? 
Who do you think I would play better? I think you could be the lawyer. You want me to be the lawyer? I'll be Amber. Okay. <clears throat> Quote. Lawyer. Have you participated in Aquaman 2? I have. And tell us about that. I had to fight too. I fought really hard to stay in the movie. They they didn't want to include me in the film. Were you ultimately able to film Aquaman 2? A very pared down, pared down, mm -hmm. pared down version of the role, yes. What if anything changed in the script? I was given a script, then given new versions of the script that had taken away scenes that had action in it that depicted my character and another character without giving spoilers away. Two characters fighting with one another. They basically took a bunch out of my role. They just removed a bunch. End scene. What do you think about her grammar? Uh, you could, is she a third grader? <laughs> Have you seen that clip of that kid who gets like nervous? And they're like, have you ever had a dream? Have, have where you, where, where, where have you, you ever, a, a dream where, where, and, and you, and, and they just like stutter over that sentence for like a minute straight. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. <laughs> no, that kid sounds better than her. Honestly. <laughs> See, I tell the kid, stop. Let's take it back from the top. Breathe. You're doing okay. You take, can tell me. Take a hit of your it's chalky milk. Place. Yeah. Amber Heard, I'd be like, are you... Amber Heard sounds like she has a very limited vocabulary. Like, she does not know words for basic things. Like, she wouldn't know what to call a toilet, in my opinion, but she would call it Johnny's bed. <laughs> what do you think about this notion? I heard this earlier today, and I was just a little disgusted by it. Hmm. Dishwasher safe toilet seats. What do you mean, dishwasher? No, no, <laughs> it's gross, no, I it? don't like these words. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. And here's the real fucked up thing. Listen, here's the fucking thing. It's not that I think the, the toilet seat would make the dishwasher dirty. That, that is vile. But even if there were no dishes in it, I think the dishwasher would make the toilet seat dirty. <laughs> like that. That's concerning. Like I... Dish, That's absolutely concerning. Dishwashers are notoriously not good at their jobs. <laughs> well, they're underpaid high school kids. Why are they going to be good at their jobs? I mean the machines. <laughs> they're not machines, they're people. No, I mean the di like a machine, the dishwasher. <laughs> now, I tried cleaning our dishwasher multiple times now, and it's gross every time. And I just sit there and stare at it going, this is what my dishes are going through? Here's the thing. I eat out of my dishes. Well, basically, I, you're I waterboarding your my, dishes yeah. all the time. <laughs> no. Did you or did you not have dinner with me last night? <laughs> Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> so, Amber Heard's insane. Uh-huh. Um, I love the fact that she threw her lawyers under the bus. <laughs> that, okay. Well, boys and girls, let me teach you something really clearly. If you pay a person millions of dollars to protect you, don't make and then <laughs> throw them under the bus, meaning you want them to feel the pain that you want to avoid mm -hmm. because you're such a fuck up. Maybe don't. On national television. Maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Because I guarantee when we get to cross examination with Johnny, whether like they were already. Watch, you're going to be like, Johnny, you cool? 
and high five. Like, yeah, cool. And then, yeah. And Johnny's gonna be like, I don't want to touch you. And he's, they're gonna be like, What's your favorite Pirates movie? And he's gonna be like, I don't know this one. And they're like, Cool. End of cross examination. And Amber Heard's gonna do her bad acting where she looks appalled, but also looks like she's trying to force herself to always cry, but the bitch can't cry. <laughs> so easy to cry. I know, and she can't. Just think of a puppy dying in your arms. That's sad. Have yeah, you seen the people, like, Times, like, the Times newspaper fucking photoshopped tears onto her face? And everyone's like, why are you doing that? We all saw the original. We all saw she wasn't crying. <coughs> <laughs> She's a bad actress. <laughs> Sorry, having a little coughing fit. Um, were they not mocking her? Maybe. I don't know. She's just so terrible. I can't believe such a bad actress. When this is your own life and you can't even keep your facade up. <laughs> terrible. So, um, about Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Still being cool as a cucumber. Hell yeah. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer? 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 Yeah. The producer of Pirates of the Caribbean was asked about Johnny and his involvement with the franchise. Said Johnny has a chance to come back. Currently, we're working on two scripts: one with Margot Robbie, woo, which I'm sure we will see. She's gonna play a female captain, mm -hmm. and one without, which implies that they're working on another sequel to Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates Six. Okay. Yeah. So, I uh, if we do do another Pirates movie, I don't want it to be Captain Jack Sparrow anymore. Did I, you watch the last one? We watched them all together. No, we didn't. Oh, that's right. You watched... I watched the beginning of the last one, and I hated it, so I didn't. <laughs> Dead Man Tells No Tales, the fifth film in the franchise. Is that the one where he meets, like, uh, the kid of uh, Turner and Elizabeth? Yeah, and he's played by the kid who plays... Uh, Robin in Titans, right? Yeah, Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, his most unforgivable role... <laughs> as Horus and Gods of Egypt. Oof. Uh, <laughs> um, He's gotten better. Listen, Jack Sparrow is fine and fun. I think we have done the character to death. He's done. We're done. We don't need it anymore. Johnny is old. I don't want to see an old Johnny shambling around as this tired, withered old pirate. Honestly. High on coke. A, like, cracked out Margot Robbie going ape shit as a female captain? Fuck yeah. I don't even like Margot Robbie that much. Like, she's a fine actress. I'm not too, like, I'm not super nonplussed by her, but she's fine. That sounds way more fun and just more creative and more open to more opportunities. A Johnny Depp cameo would be cool. I like Margot Robbie. I think she's a fun actress. And uh, for her to play Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. she did a great job. Uh, Harley is supposed to be that obnoxious and annoying. Yes. Uh, the thing I can't. I get so hung up on her accent. She teeters between, like, Deep South and New York, like, so much. Which you could play as a element of the character being crazy. It's not her actual accent, essentially. But... Do you uh, know where she's from? She's from Australia. Okay. Yeah, I know that. Uh, is that other thing she's doing on our list of stuff? No, I don't think Barbie made it. So she's going to be... This is the one I'm most looking forward to. This is the only time I've actually been, like, actually excited to see Margot Robbie do something, and it's Barbie. We saw an image of her mm -hmm. on set, and, um... Wow. She looks perfect. Yeah, she looks really pretty. And <laughs> super happy. And you just, like, you want to be part of that bubbly world. It's that bubblegum pink house and the bubblegum pink car. 
and just Barbie, and it looks cool. I'm her, excited for her it. blue and white polka dot yeah. dress. Like she just looks like she's having fun. The, this is awesome. The hair that looks so perfect, it almost looks fake, but you can tell it's not. Mm -mm. Just very, very, very stylized. <laughs> a lot of hairspray. Uh, I'm excited for it. I hope it makes Barbie cool, because Barbie is such a figure of like mockery, like female mockery nowadays. Like, like yeah. Barbie's ca casual topic, like fashion, gets made fun of a lot. And Barbie in general. Oh, what are you playing with a Barbie? No. You playing with dolls? No. no. I hope this can, like, make Barbie cool again. When I was a kid, my dad used to attack me for playing with uh, Barbie and Ken. Yeah? While I watched Lizzie McGuire. I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad's an asshole. <laughs> he is. But... Like, it's just a toy. Like, you can have fun with them. Yeah, I had a bunch of Barbies, and they were fun and cool. I think it's cool that you can dress them up. Exactly. Outfits are fucking fun, guys. <laughs> yeah, my this Barbie came with this outfit. But what if I take that off and put it on a different Barbie, and then find one of my other outfits and put it on this Barbie? Mm -hmm. And they learned, and they sell just outfits now. Like, that's been a thing for a while. I don't know yeah, when this like started. it's the coolest booster pack you can ever get. Exactly. You're just like, this outfit's cool. I'm buying this for my Barbie. <laughs> um, so, back to Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Amber Heard's uh, attorney, Ben Rottenborn. Yeah. That's his real name, Rottenborn. You can tell, because uh, he sucks. <laughs> his uh, his ancestors were probably really shameful. Ooh, yeah. When you, they say you can tell what someone's ancestor was based on their last name. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rottenborn is a telling one. <laughs> I got a badass one. Mm-hmm. But not nearly as badass. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, he's cross-examining Mr. Depp. Johnny Depp, right? He goes, <laughs> the fact is, Mr. Depp, if... Disney came to you with 300 million and a million alpacas. Nothing on earth on this earth would get you back to work with Disney on Pirates of the Caribbean film. Correct? Johnny replies, that is true. What a weird way of putting that. Three million dollars and a million alpacas? No, 300 million. 300 million dollars and a million alpacas. The, the alpacas is the weird part. Why does that sweeten the deal? Yeah, who wants a million alpacas? Like, two alpacas is a handful. Who wants a million alpacas? What the... <laughs> I've only met one person in this world that loves alpacas. And that person's gone. <laughs> she was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but a million alpacas... What are you going to do with a million alpacas? My... Plus, laws of nature, they reproduce. What, do they have like one or two every year yeah right and right and now you're gonna have too two many million. too many alpacas <laughs> yeah. it's too many alpacas I was, like i had a, a neighbor growing up who had alpacas and they only had three and they're the most obnoxious creatures in the world my neighbor agreed i agreed they when okay here's a fun fact here's a fun fact on top of the spitting and the stampeding and the eating every single plant what about in the sight, screaming it's their screaming. And you know what alpacas sound like when they scream? A lot of people don't know this. They sound like a woman. They sound like a woman being murdered. <laughs> a 
I remember waking up in a horror because I left for school, I came back, and my neighbors now had alpacas. I'm like, okay, let's see. And I woke up horrified at like five in the morning to this woman screaming her head off like she was being killed. And I rushed around. I was like, what's going on? It's the stupid alpacas. And they did that all day. Just screamed like a woman. <laughs> I've also heard that peacocks are pretty bad. Peacocks, uh... They, they have a shit streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> I also live next to peacocks. Um... They are... Apparently when they scream, it sounds like fire. They're loud. It doesn't sound like fire, but it it, it sounds like whooping. Like, you know, when people are excited and they're like... Oh, God. Yeah, it sounds like that. Um, the real shitty thing about peacocks is they really love to strut in the middle of the road and they don't care about cars and then they'll poof out their tails and then stand there and try to intimidate the car. And it's like, I'm just getting to work. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> So we're going to continue on with our script, but I just remembered something. We watched Seventeen again last night. We did. It was cute. This is the first time either of us have seen this. Oh, we're on Johnny's side. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> no, Seventeen again. It was cute. It was a cute, good old 2009 era. 2008. That was nine. Eight. Uh, t- 2000s era teen comedy. Very, um... It reminded me of Freaky Friday. Why did Zac Efron get stuck playing a high school basketball player again? I, it's just, yeah, that was such the biggest typecasting. It was like, okay, get your head in the game, but like, casting, and that was get in the, your fucking head in the game. And that was in the middle of him already doing High School Musical. He had either finished the third one, or he was... Still working on like, it? Yeah, like that's just that, that's just. Also, he's like a young man. You can see he has muscles and shit. Yeah, it's like this is a seventeen-year-old, and it's like, no, that man drinks. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> that man's shaving every morning. <laughs> and uh, I think a really weird casting choice, which I never knew, I did not remember this whatsoever, was the adult version of his character, is played by Michael Perry, not Michael Matthew Matt. Perry. Better known as Chandler from Friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, when I look at Zac Efron, I don't think you're going to grow up to look like Chandler. <laughs> He's already grown up. Uh, yeah. He looks like Zac Efron. Well, even, yes. <laughs> even back in the day, though. Like, it's a it's a unique casting It's not a bad casting choice, but I wish Zac had adopted more of Matt Perry's mannerisms. Like, some of them, here and there, he really nailed. But I wish they had worked, you know, for a goofy comedy movie. I get why they did it. But I wish they had worked more in tandem to, like, solidify their characters' personality a bit. So my issue with that movie was... I mean, that's a good point to bring up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, oh, it's magic. So when the magic's involved, <laughs> I just ignore it, right? It's just, Zach is so confident, and Matthew Perry is so shy and awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can tell. They did a good job. But could have been better. The movie's only like an hour and a half, which I was like, is way too short. You need like another hour to really explain this one. And it just ends. It just stops. He never addresses his children. You know what? I do agree. We could have expanded that ending a little bit more. Um, Have him address his children. Because the only time we see Matthew Perry and the kids is the scene where they go to get ice cream at the very beginning. I think it would have been cool to see Dad version of dad be with his kids and 
make the promise to them, not just his wife, to do better. Mm-hmm. Talk to his daughter about that creepy fucking scene. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's best if we just ignore that one. <laughs> Other than that, uh, Zach did a great job. Yeah, I mean, all the performances were great. Every actor did great. Actor and actress. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good, cute movie, you know? A little cringy at times in the middle. <laughs> his best friend. Yeah. Who played him? Uh, he's um, done so much shit. He's part of Broken Lizard Comedy Group. Uh, he's in Reno 911. Yes. That's where he's most famous for. He's the guy with the short shorts and the, the mustache. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen that episode? Oh my god. Which episode? If you guys have not seen this show, I haven't a seen great much episode. of 911. So, two other officers are in the precinct. Okay. And they're like, I'm going to start up this fake account to catch a predator. Right? Okay, and I'm nice. going to pretend I'm a 16-year-old girl. And then they're like, we got one. And they're typing. And they're like, what's your name? And then they tell them. They poke their head over the desk and look across. And there's another officer just typing <laughs> on the computer. And he's like, what's up, guys? And they're like, get him. <laughs> stupid. It's a funny show. God. Uh, Wow. <laughs> but I think it, it's aged poorly. Um, but no, in uh, 17 again, his scenes were the the cringiest, I would say. Everything the friend character did. Um, but no, it was cute. It was fine. Oh, um, is he part of Broken Lizard? I might be wrong. I don't know. I might be wrong. Don't sue me. <laughs> Amber Heard is already on her way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Zach did a great job. I think he's a cute guy. Not gay. Okay, let's move on. I mean, I think Matthew Perry is cute. He looked like trash. Well, in his prime, he's cute. He did not age well, no, I will admit. <laughs> so, uh... Well, even in that film, he looked fine. Dad bod. Whatever. I wasn't judging him on his body. Mm. Just, he looked like he got old. Like he tired? <laughs> yeah. Like he was a couple years off of the finale of Friends and he was just doing something. <laughs> Um, there's a new movie. I mentioned it before. It used to go by a name called Skull. Yes. As I like to call it in this house, Scowl. Because you like pissing me off. <laughs> Scowl. And that was its working title. It's actually called Prey. It is the fifth Predator film, and it will take place before all the other Predator films. Yes. This looks actually super good to me. Uh, 20th Century Fox dropped the teaser today. Yeah, barely anything. God. <laughs> yeah, it's barely anything, but it's still really cool. Like, I'm hooked. I'm very intrigued. It makes such good sense with this premise. Mm -hmm. And here's the premise. A young Comanche woman named Naru, played by Amber Midthunder. Which is an epic name. That's what I was going to bring back up. <laughs> when I was talking about middle names and being cool, Midthunder? Midthunder. Bro. That's a good one. Bro. That's a great one. Even Amber Not the beginning or the end. All of it, together. Amber Heard's pretty, yeah. No, Amber's a cute name. I like the name Amber. You know, weirdly enough, Amber just shows up three times in this whole thing. <laughs> well, Ember, but I'm still going to count as an Amber. That's close enough. Mid-Thunder. Mm -hmm. Bro. Yes. Get out. Hell yeah. That is so cool. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a good last name. 
who is raised in the shadow of her peers but must rise to the challenge of defending her people when they are faced with the threat of a predator their midst. In their midst, sorry. Armed with her skill sets in hunting, survival, and combat, Naru, Nehru? Naru. I think it's Naru. Naru must confront this new threat who appears to be on the hunt of its own. Arrives August 5th. <laughs> of this year. On Hulu. Yes. Disney is learning. They, they are. This is the way to go. Get rid of theaters. Go stream. Streaming. What a success. COVID proved that, you know? No one wanted to go out. Streaming is so convenient. And everyone realized going to the theaters is kind of a shitty experience. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta see a movie big on t big TV. Big loud boom booms around you with the noise. But you gotta pause in your own Subtitles. home. Subtitles. Sit in your own comfy. You gotta wear whatever clothes you want. What if I want to go bed? Yeah, what if I want to pause to go pee? That's the biggest thing. <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talking about normal human stuff. He's like, oh yeah, Predator. Come at me, baby. <laughs> I, I don't like Predator, do you? Uh, I think it's neat. Um. Oh, wow. That was really intense. So, uh, let's just... talk about how great Alien is. <laughs> Alien is way better. I do prefer Alien over Predator endlessly. Pre I, my favorite is Predator 2. But this one sounds so unique and cool and creative. I'm really excited to see it. I prefer the Xenomorphs just because I like the sci-fi and with Prometheus adding in the ancient alien theory, it's kind of right up my alley. And Alien Covenant. Whew. I like Alien. I feel like I'm the only person who loved that movie. Alien, the original one, Alien, mm -hmm. was such a... It, I watched it when I was young enough where I didn't grasp like storytelling concepts yet, necessarily. And Alien is such a unique experience for me because I didn't know who the main protagonist was. Because I couldn't grasp basic storytelling concepts. I didn't know who would live in the end. I honestly thought it was totally up in the air. That movie was so ahead of its time. And at the end, when it's just Ripley and her cat, and I was on the edge of my seat, I was shitting bricks, worried that her and or the cat was going to die. And it was such an amazing, thrilling experience because of that. You know what's really cool is Aliens, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Just elevates. <laughs> All the men die off. Yes. She has the cat and the girl. Uh-huh. Right? I'm She's got to fight the queen. I was like, two guys. Half of the robot lives, the android. Bishop. Yeah, he, he gets severed, but the top half of him lives. Who's the other one? Uh, there was some dude with an eye patch. Don't remember. He was like, he had, like, brown hair. Well, they're out of the final fight. Anyways. Yeah. The final fight, she gets into this mech machine that's basically a mech, uh, what, like forklift? Yeah, it looks like PVC pipes and a forklift fused together. <laughs> and she has to fight the queen, and it's two boss bitches yeah. fighting each other. Yes. And men suck. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, damn, that's funny. I always get so pissed when people are like... There's never, this is our movie, whatever movie they're talking about at the Oscars or Like, our movie or show is the first time a real strong female empowerment. And I'm like, fuck you. Ripley was first. Ripley was Way a ahead. huge inspiration to me growing up. One of my favorite lines that she says, and I'm quoting her, mm -hmm. is in the first one. Right? The first one? Yeah. And she says, whose cock do I have to suck around here to get some attention? Or some respect. Yeah. And it's just... 
And she doesn't do it. She doesn't actually do it. It's just her being a fucking badass. Just a sassy badass. And Sigourney nails it. As a kid, like, watching that movie, that was the thing that went off in my head. Like, growing up, I never questioned that woman couldn't do what men can do. Like, all these other movies or video games that feature men. I never once questioned woman couldn't also do it because I had seen Ripley do it. And Ripley can do anything. If Ripley can do it, any woman could. I could. <laughs> I never grew up with... Like, okay. So with my family, my father was in charge, right? Mm-hmm. And my mother would just kind of deal with that bullshit. Nah. That's their sick relationship, right? Very, very but, old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. But then I grew up with Disney films. And you got Pocahontas. Yep. Where Pocahontas wins every time. God, what a badass. You've got <laughs> Mulan. Yes. Mulan is just a badass. Uh, even with, like, Hercules, Megara. Dealing with her problems, yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Herc might come in to save her, but she also damages him. She also makes it very clear she doesn't need him to save her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool badass women in Disney yeah. stories. Nala from, like, if we're, like, yep. The Lion King. Even Sarabi. She was really cool. That's yep. that's his mom. That's, uh, that's Simba's mom. McQueen. <laughs> yes. <coughs> but, yeah, I, I've never viewed men are better than women. It's no. like, okay, men are better at playing. No, that's not true at all. And... Men are better at cook. Well, that's not true at all. Exactly. Like, we're all equals. It's just the individual that makes the difference. Exactly. And it's the same the other way around. You could go like, oh, women are better at... Oh, well, that's not true. Because there's always examples and exceptions and everything. Mm -hmm. We're all people. If Ripley can save the world, and if you can turn around and then Harry Potter can save the world, like, men and women, both sides, we all save the world. So let's treat each other like world savers. Yeah, but Ripley would definitely destroy Harry. Ripley would eviscerate Harry. <laughs> He'd be wandering down the halls in his invisible coat. <laughs> Gone. She would take his his wand and snap it in half. <laughs> and then as he stumbles away, she's just like hurling bullets at him. <laughs> Not even shooting, she's just pulling them out of the fucking mag and yeah. just throwing them at him. And he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Run! I'm just a wee British lad. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this new one, Prey. Which a great name, Prey. Way better than Skull. Skull was a bit... That sounds very piratey, gonna be honest. Well, it's just the working title. Oh, yes. Prey, so good. Look, working titles. Like, here's one that always made me kind of weird, but I was like, this makes a lot of sense. When Hollywood's doing major productions and they want to keep them under wraps, they mm-hmm. give them false names, right? Yep, yep, yep. And this example is uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. What do you think they called it? Definitely not that. So no. they don't want people swarming set. Because you already had Cap, mm-hmm. right? The first Avenger. Isn't it called like 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 Frozen Over or something like that? It was called Frozen. Oh, it was. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> See, I was close. <laughs> But because those two characters mm-hmm. were frozen in time. Yep, 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 yep. And you see that, like, it's funny, it's funny, it's cute, it's like, funny, I love it. Like, if you ever get to see call sheets, nine times out of ten, if you want to know if it's real, it won't have the real title on it. 
when you have like production notes and stuff like that, it won't have the real title of the film on it. It will have its uh, its code name on it like mm-hmm. that, and you have to kind of like figure out what it is referring to. Yeah. Um, well, if they're smart. Yes. If I made a movie and I wanted to hide it, I'd call it Nacho Cheese Sauce. Nice. <laughs> Lick them by the fingers. No, no, this is a subtitle. <laughs> I love these dead moments. You have no idea. I love them. <laughs> you like how awkward that got? I'm just waiting for you to say something. Okay. Are we moving on? Yeah, we're going to move on. What's next? Oh. Yeah. So, uh... You're ready for some bullshit. When we started this podcast, it was about rust. That yes. was probably the biggest story that I ever brought up onto mm-hmm. this podcast. But, yeah. Which I thought we were done with Rust. It's still an ongoing investigation. Which is stupid that it is. A producer from Rust spoke about it this week. Um, I'm going to quote him here. Okay. Rust is obviously a horrific tragedy. The investigation will hopefully be resolved soon and will unveil what happened. Obviously there will be people out there who have negative perspectives. But we're confident about continuing continuing to make quality movies. No. We're confident we'll be able to complete the movie. No. No. Just, no. Cut the movie. Kill it. I could go without some shitty two-bit half-assed cowboy movie starring, starring this Alec Baldwin bastard. Murderer. And I'll be fine. This is just a desperate attempt to make money. And honestly, I hope no one goes to see it. Because of all of this that has happened. Here's here's where I land with this. No, don't do this. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting and gross. Yes. And earlier, in the last few weeks, I was talking about that dirty black bag, which is also a gritty western. Yes. No one died making yeah. that show yeah there are so many westerns out there rust is not going to be groundbreaking even if there wasn't this horrible tragedy associated with it it's just going to be some oh that's that's a western starring a, an actor who is desperate to have his failing career do something to get another paycheck by the end of the week the way i think rust should go down in history not only just negative and fuck you guys a terrible example of fucking on set safety do you remember uh, Bubble? Hmm. The one on Netflix where the actors had to come together. Oh, yep. That one was funny. Basically, it's these actors come together to fight dinosaur monsters Yeah, it's a, it, they're during filming, the pandemic. Yeah, they're filming a movie, and it's very funny. It has um, the guy from X-Files in it. What's his David name? David Duchovny. It has Pedro Pascal. There's a lot of really... This is good. Good cast. Funny. Well done. <laughs> As uh, the dude from, um, one of the guys from Our the, our Flag Means Death is in it. <laughs> dude, I keep wanting to rewatch that. I do too. It was it did really good. I, I'm sorry, I just love my gay pirates. I just love my gay pirates. Again, not gay, I just love gay pirates. They're just sweet and cute, and I love all of them. <laughs> this is a really cute story. It was. Um, so yeah, fuck Rust. But the ending of uh, Bubble, mm-hmm. right? They never finished the film. It became a, a 
perfect shootout. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what happened was Scott, the the BTS guy. Yeah, he made a documentary about it. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Now to be confused with that boy band. That's something I thought of today. Ask someone what BTS stands for. If they say behind the scenes, you know you're talking to a different level person. <laughs> yeah. And he was able to take all the footage and put it together and make a documentary about how horrible this thing was. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of figured was going to happen with Rust. Yeah. I, like, it's just don't. It's, if you if they do make it, it's going to be so disgusting and in such poor taste. Just don't even. It, vile. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into some darker territory. Ugh. This bullshit. Here we go. So there was a shooting over the weekend in Buffalo, New York. Uh, ten people were killed. And Fox News. Good old Fox News has this weak-ass excuse that it's because of violent video games. So, let's go back a little bit. The shooter, who I will not name because you're pathetic, you're a loser, your family's pathetic, you they deserve. suck. You deserve to be wasted in the annals of time. No one will remember you because you're not worth remembering. Oh, no. I want to see him swinging. <laughs> I mean, swinging. Anyways. Paint some houses, you know? <laughs> Well, we got a reason to start painting houses now. Um, okay, next up is background characters fleshing out the world. Yeah, this is something we were talking about, like, off uh, camera while we were making the script. It's the idea of um, building, like, world building with background characters. And uh, Harry Potter was one of the elements we got, like, got brought up as our examples to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, because I had a comment... <laughs> That's like, this world building is bad because they show us there's orcs in the background or centaurs in the background. And it's like, that's not bad. That's just showing you the races of this world. <laughs> but they don't do anything. Well, they exist. There might be a character down the line that's an orc or a centaur that's a really important character. This is, I've never heard anyone bitch that a show is showing you the different races of the world and early on. <laughs> I I agree with you. Background characters can be very important. Despite the fact that they might not always be talking or flushed out. Yeah. Um, I used Lord of the Rings as this example. Yes. When we get to Lothaloria. Lothlorian? Lothaloria. Okay. <laughs> in the Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, right? We are introduced to... Gladriel. Yes. Then there's some dude. <laughs> and then there's Haldir. Hell yeah, Haldir. <laughs> and we learn, as you go through the trilogy, especially in the second one, how important Gladriel and Haldir are. Yes. Haldir goes with an army of 200 archers. Hell yeah, and Hell yeah. battles alongside <laughs> King Theoden. Theoden. Aragorn. Aragorn, uh, Legolas, and Gimli. And they battle for the people of Rohan. Yeah. Or Rohan. Right? The Battle of Helm's Deep. The Battle of Helm's Deep. Which is the best fucking battle ever fucking filmed. It's really high up there. But, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just going to say Obi-Wan but, and uh, Anakin. 
at the end of the third episode. Yeah, but that's just two of them. <laughs> but that's a good battle. <laughs> the War of Helm's Deep. Oh, my dick gets hard. When the little boys... That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Gladriel. There's a dude there. So that dude is her husband. No he one, has a name. No one ever says it. <laughs> There's stories about him, but he's not important to the story of the Lord of the Rings, so we just kind of ignore it. But Peter put enough attention to detail to add him in there. Yeah. It's this thing of, and the, the example of Harry Potter I gave was like, hey, you know they go to an herbology class? Herbology. I said herbology. <laughs> we only see it one time. But yeah, that was an important thing. Why wasn't that a big part of the of the character? Why wasn't that? Because so, that's just a part of the world building. This, I got this commenter on my latest video, and they just the fact that they completely light him up. Could light not him up. They could not grasp. Fire it up. Fire, fire it, it up. up. They just could not grasp the concept of world building. They thought like world building meant a character development, like that's what they thought it was. No. And I'm like, no. Like, and I even said, like, I don't think you know what actually world building is. And I'm like, yeah, I do. It's the development of a character. And I'm like, that's not world building. That's character <laughs> development, you dipshit. And then when I gave an example, I gave an example, and they're like, well, I don't know that one. So I was like, all right, here's this example. So in Zootopia, we see that there are hamsters living in Zootopia. But there is no hamsters that play any pivotal roles. No hamsters get any lines of dialogue. Was that bad world building? Can't see hamsters in the background if they're not going to be a major character. Or is it just a part of the world building? <laughs> the people are desperate to hate on High Guardian Spice. They will grasp at straws. Like the things where it's like, this show's bad because the magic system doesn't make any sense. And like they explain it multiple times. No, what about this example? Yeah, they explain it. <laughs> we see the characters riding a broom. Why didn't they ride their broom all the way to school? Because they had train tickets and they slept on the train. The broom was probably slower and they already had train tickets. Like, yeah, I could take this bus pass to the concert or I could ride my bike. I already have the bus pass, but bike. <laughs> well, when we went to go see Ghost, uh-huh. right, we had to go to downtown. Yes. But instead of going to downtown... We drove into that college town. And then we popped out of the car. Boarded the bus. And then took it, took the light rail all the way to downtown where it dropped us off in front of the the center, right? Yeah. And that was... That and then was... when it was done, we hopped back on the, the train mm -hmm. and then took it back to that college town like where that's, we got back on. Like, that's such a... Com like, and the people are just like, well, why did it they... Because they... Because it's showing us the different modes of transportation. They showed us that they have a broom and they can also go by train. And we also saw stuff on the train. And by the time they got off the train, they were already tired. Could you imagine how tired you were if you were riding a broom the entire way there? God, my dick would hurt. And one of them had to, like, one of them was driving and one of them was sitting on the back. Could you imagine the one sitting on the back, like, just getting exhausted and holding on the entire time? Like, yeah, of course they took a train. They're just showing you things. Oh, it's bad world building. You're just desperate. No, I could It's could've... one of those shows where they're just desperate to find something to be mad about, and it usually makes no sense. <laughs> I could have drove the car all the way to downtown, but here's the thing. I'm not driving downtown. And that's another thing. I hate that. Like, they drove over, like, canyons and crap. What if there's, like, flying demon monsters in this show? 
He's just fly these two teenage girls flying their broom over the canyon into you the demon said monsters. Flying demons, and I just saw a smiley face. smiling friends character this kind of reminded me of one and it just cracked me up again <laughs> that show's so good it's really good i keep good. telling people to watch it and they're like i think i've seen that and they think of what the smiley treehouse friends or whatever oh yeah and i'm like no i'm not talking about that shit i'm talking about something better smiling friends is way better <laughs> it's so good yeah world building is important and you know what's a really cool subject to study hmm if you're going to look for world building and how to properly do it, is actually Star Wars. Yes. Which everyone knows I'm a hardcore fan of. And Star Trek. Yes. Both have... Like, it's, like, Star Trek is the one I'm, like, more in love with. But they have all kinds of crazy shit. They'll have, like, an alien show up for one episode. And mm -hmm. that's plenty of world building, because it's all it needed to be. And I don't know, the, the idea of a visual medium using its visual powers to show in a very large crowd setting there are orc characters does not sound like the big old, that's not good world building to me. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. My two examples are sci-fi. Yes. And they travel galaxies and universes. Exactly. So I'm saying stop thinking about world building and start thinking bigger. Yes. Just because Tatooine's a planet in the outer rim mm -hmm. doesn't mean you shouldn't worry about Coruscant or Naboo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But there's other planets, I know. But even if you see Jabba, doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about other species, people of that species, <laughs> other j the huts, other huts. <laughs> the the Hutneys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, Oh, did you see that they're going to bring back Luke from Mandalorian 3? Are they? And he's going to talk to Yoda. Is it going to be their weird, like, creepy CGI Luke again? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Have you heard, did you see that Hayden Christensen, who is the guy who played uh, Anakin in who? the original trilogy? Hayden Christensen? Who's that? <laughs> don't pretend. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I don't. That's his name. He played Anakin in the first three. In the original, in the prequel trilogy. Who's that? Stop! <laughs> Don't make me question myself. I remember ow, his name ow, and everything. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no touch zone. You can't talk about it till next one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> ow! Sorry, sorry. I totally forgot. I keep forgetting it's there. It is there. I keep thinking it's there. <laughs> but, uh, no. Did you see? He was like, recently he was like, I'm super happy that... There's so many people excited to see me coming back and reprising my role. Mm -hmm. Like, finally, people are being like, yeah, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> well, I've been keeping it quiet because we're going to do a special thing with Obi-Wan. Okay. 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 But I still am excited. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I am very, 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 very fucking happy that you're coming back. Oh, my God. God, he's... let's fucking show the world what Star Wars actually is. And he's good. And he has to go against his old buddy, old pal, good old friend, old Ben. Ewan. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's magic. God, I never forget this. I was working retail one time in a grocery store. 
And there was this dad. He walked up, and he had two daughters. One was running around like this toddler, and the other one was just a baby, and he was holding the baby. And you could just see in his eyes that he was tired. Even though it was early in the day, he was tired and exhausted, and he was getting, like, a couple of cupcakes and, like, dinner, and he's just sitting there checking out, and I look at him, and I look at him, and I stare at him, and I go, has anyone ever told you you look like Ewan McGregor? And his face lit up. <laughs> that made his day. <laughs> that was the biggest compliment anyone's ever said to him. <laughs> he walked in there a tired old man, and he walked out Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> And he looked a little bit like Ewan McGregor, too. <laughs> Look, Obi's my favorite Jedi, and I hate Jedi. Hell yes. I hate the Jedi. But Mace Windu. Could give zero fucks. But Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, but he died. But but Obi, Mace, and Qui-Gon. <laughs> They're my favorites. <laughs> there are cool Jedis, but I'm just a Sith Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. For the Empire. But, but Yoda. But Yoda. <laughs> you really think you're gonna get emotion out of me about Yoda? I will admit, uh, Count Dooku's fun. I like Dooku. <laughs> I don't even consider him Sith. Really? Lame. But, but, but. Don't care. But his don't actor. Care. But, 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 but. Cool. But, but. The guy to play Dracula the most longest also looks like Dracula. But, my heart. <laughs> How you do this to me? <laughs> what about Darth Maul? Awesome. Yeah. There we go. You see how it's Count Dooku? Too bad he lost to Obi-Wan. <laughs> Twice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next? Well, anyways, world building is very important, and do not mix that up with character uh, development. Yeah, it's a very different things. Like, obviously. <laughs> um, if you want to see some really good world building, if you've been playing uh, Elden Ring, mm -hmm. I stopped playing because I've been playing Bugsnax, but it's also prevalent in there. So good. I'm still working on that review. I've actually captured four hours of footage now. Yeah, four hours? Yeah, I, I watched know. you catch a, a second hour, and I was, like, startled because I watched you start it, and then I just spaced out, and then it was, like, like an hour had passed, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I've been capturing more footage. Nice, 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 nice. So I will be piecing this together. It'll just take me some time. Hell yeah. But uh, I have a pretty good idea what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to platinum the fuck out of this thing. I'm I'm loving the DLC. I love our team of smart people and Chanlo. <laughs> Such a fun team. <laughs> Chanlo's my favorite, not Chanlo's giving me the hardest difficulty. Really? Yeah, he's like, I want uh that weird flaming moth thing that looks like a uh, s'more, and um, go get me some lobster pasta thing. And I'm like, great. Lobster pasta sounds great. Not gonna lie. Do you know how hard it was to figure that out? I bet it's pretty difficult, but it's so fun. But I did it. I love all the characters, every single one, except for Egobel. <laughs> I don't like Egobel. <laughs> um. She's neat, but. So we're going to talk about Disney for a little bit, mm -hmm. a little more happier topics. Um, Here's a big one. I'm really tired of saying um. Um. <laughs> um. I mean, it's like, it's like, but saying like, like. But like, and um, uh. <laughs> yeah. Lilo and Stitch is now 20 years old. Do you feel old yet? Yes, I do. 
fuck. I remember seeing the trailers. I remember the movie coming out and watching it, but I remember the trailers beforehand. That's weird. What's your favorite Leo and Stitch scene? Scene? Ha. Mm, the it's the beginning. It's the very opening. I love the song Mehe me I don't know how to pronounce it. Mihilo no Lilo. Uh the opening song mm -hmm. when you see her and she's giving the 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 sandwich to the fish and then she runs out of the ocean and tries to catch up to the hula. And they're doing traditional hula dancing. They even studied traditional hula dancing to not fuck it up and get it wrong. Because it actually means something when you do hula dancing, and they did a lot of expensive studying to make sure they get it right. And she runs off to try to like catch up to her performance. Love that part. That's my favorite. I love it. I love when Stitch and Gantu shows up, right? And he's a fucking massive. God, he's fun. I was so and disappointed. They made him so short in the TV show. They did, didn't they? So I noticed that right away as a kid. Such a bummer. <laughs> but he he captures Lilo. He's actually after Stitch, and he thinks he has Stitch, right? And Stitch kind of squeezes his way through because yeah. he's like a cockroach. Hey, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> right? And then Stitch realizes, oh, I just left her. I got to go there. Mm -hmm. So he launches himself right into his cockpit. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and he's on his dashboard and goes, you little mutt. <laughs> and Stitch is bouncing around, right? <laughs> this little blue monster. And he goes, also cute and fluffy. And Gantu smashes him. <laughs> and then his arm starts raising up, and Stitch has all four arms. Yes. And that's when he says that scene. And just throws him out of his own cockpit. I will say, um, oh, another scene I like from the movie is when they go to uh, Nani's restaurant where she works at. Mm -hmm. She's a waitress. And she brings him cake because they wanted desserts. And he just eats And he just eats it, and Lilo's like, hey! And he spits it back out, and she's like, ew. Uh, the, uh, the gay alien. <laughs> that, with one eye. Oh, Pleakly! I Pleakly. love Pleakly. <laughs> A mosquito. She's decided to use me, and then it, like, sucks into his eye. And he's like, get it out. <laughs> cartoon the the tv show pleakley was the best character um also he's a cross-dresser 625 was fantastic the Remember red him? stitch no, no no that's 627 uh 625 was the yellow one that liked sandwiches that hung out with the bad guys <laughs> i know that yeah there's three stitch variants there's the yellow the blue and the red yeah the red is called leroy okay. yeah leroy uh uh, fun. I, I thought it was a fun cartoon. I was very disappointed we didn't actually get to see 364-ish variations. I of kept Stitch. watching it as a kid, hoping I would get through all of them. Yeah, they they have a lot, but not not nearly. I think they only had like a hundred some odd episodes. So this is something I found out later on in my life. Why Stitch and its television show didn't really go too well. Mm -hmm. So there's Lilo and Stitch, which is the original, right? Yes. Then there's Lilo and Stitch, the t television series. Yes. Right, which we're talking about now. Which is very fun. They had a lot there's, of fun. There's Lilo and Stitch 2, a direct-to-DVD. Yeah. Then there is Stitch the Movie. Yeah. Is that the one with Leroy? Then there's Stitch the Movie 2, and that's the one with Leroy. God. I remember at one point in time, they changed Lilo's voice actress. Mm -hmm. And, oof. 
You can tell. <laughs> I was just there for the for Stitch and his buddies. I really liked seeing they called them cousins, which I now in hindsight, um, knowing that in Hawaii, Pokemon taught me this. A cousin is a term of endearment for many people, not mm -hmm. just your actual cousins. Uh, knowing that that Stitch calls the other experiments cousins is adorable to me. I just liked seeing the different cousins and seeing what they could do. I thought that was fun. Hmm. They're like weird Stitch-themed Pokemon. <laughs> so I was a kid when Lilo and Stitch came out. Yes. Um, I wasn't aware of it, but my Aunt Barbara knew about it. Yeah? And she, she was an older Native American woman. Cute. And she loved the movie. Nice. And bought me the DVD. Hell yeah. So I could watch it with my little brother and sister, right? And I learned to love it. It's and easy I, to love. <laughs> I thought it was a really great film. I still think it's a great film. It's one of their bests, honestly. And her her biggest crush when she was a kid was Elvis. Aww, and it's such aww. And Stitch <laughs> tries to be Elvis There's for so Lilo. so much Elvis stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to me, Lilo and Stitch will always remind me of my Aunt Barbara. Nice. Um... I never realized that, as I call her Aunt Barbara, because mm -hmm. that's always what I called her when she was in living. She she passed away a while ago, mm -hmm. but uh, I realized when she was gone that that was actually my grandma. Nice. And that's that weird Native American thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like again, you're talking about cousins. Yes. Right. Like my cousins are actually my second cousins. And my aunts and uncles are actually my cousins. It's, yeah, and, family. And my know? my grandmother gave me Lilo and Stitch to enjoy. Hell yeah. And so I will always keep that Maraguisca. <laughs> and oh, hi, for it to be, yeah, means family. La familia. <laughs> That's better than it's Italian. Vin Diesel one. drifts into Lilo and Stitch's backyard. <laughs> yeah, why don't you, uh... Take that shit out of here. It's, uh, no, Lilo and Stitch, similarly to me, I remember seeing the commercials and my Gigi, my great-grandmother, I called her Gigi. This was before people used it to say good game. Gigi was my Gigi. And she had every movie. She always got every new movie. So much so that she had, like, three bookcases filled with DVDs and VHSs, and then she ran out of room, so then she took her cabinets, her lower cabinets in her kitchen, and it was like five of them in a row, and they were just filled with even more DVDs and VHSs. She loved film, and that is probably where my love for film came from, and Stitch was one of the first ones where I like registered seeing the trailers and knowing I would watch it because Gigi would get it on VHS or DVD. I think she had it on DVD. I think it was of that era. <laughs> <coughs> it's a beautiful film. Mm -hmm. It's a fun one. The the plight that Lilo's going through. Yes, as a five-year-old. That's hard to, like, you don't see many films with five-year-olds as your main protagonist that go through such in-depth character Losing her parents before the film starts. Yeah, that's like as an adult, that film makes me cry. Some it of the does. scenes with her and Nani fucking make me cry like a baby. <laughs> and Nani's trying hard. Yes, which is another sad thing. Ugh, but it's such a good movie. But that's the beauty of this film is that they get 
stitch. Mm-hmm. Something that's supposed to be an abomination. Yeah, this was war machine, and it's this point of love for this. He, he is a war machine. Yeah, he's, he's the ultimate weapon. Terrifying, <laughs> but. He learns to love this family and go, this is my family. Mm-hmm. Ohana means family. No mm-hmm. one gets left behind. It's just, it's just cute and sweet. And it's 20 years old. 20. Now, when the film came out, <laughs> came out in theaters, and the critics bashed it. I know. And the people who went to go see it, bashed it. They thought that this is bullshit, that Disney would even try and try and tell a story like this. I know. People and were so weird back then, too. They're still fucking weird. They're still fucking weird. I feel like the 2000s, because if it was 20 years, it was 20, 2002 when it came out. But in the 2000s, film was just universally love-hated. Where everyone was talking shit about it, but also everyone loved it secretly. <laughs> Every single movie that came out during the 2000s. Without a doubt. To me, Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Nah. 11 out of 10? Nah. 12? 15. Oh, too high. <laughs> that's not too high. Nah, that's good. It definitely deserves that. There's only a few films in my life, and they're all Disney. Mm-hmm. Lilo, Hercules, Mulan. That is you, a good lineup. <laughs> you ain't touching that. The next tier below that is fucking Tarzan. Nice. And Lion King. Nice. So, <laughs> Kerchak. No. <laughs> no, I haven't brought myself to watch Tarzan again since I was a kid. Oh, we were listening to the music today. Oh, the music's great. I have listened to the music. Um, what's the one where the monkeys are destroying the camp? <laughs> we heard that one. That was the best. Love it. <laughs> this is probably like the darkest Disney movie next to fucking Black Cauldron. Yes. <laughs> I said Black Cauldron's darker. Yeah, the dude that like what's his name? Scrumbly? What's his name? <laughs> what's the now you threw a stupid name in my head. <laughs> he's uh he's supposed to be uh Gerby. Gerby. Gerby dies very sadly. <laughs> oh, he did the right thing. But fucked up? That's fucked up. That's like do a you remember when they, sacrifice. Do you remember when they take his pig and they put him on the fucking guillotine? The guillotine. And there's stained blood? Disney was weird. Disney was fucked up back then. It's still fucked up. Of course, that was the era where fucking Secret of Nim came out. That nightmare. That's and not a half. Disney film. I know, but like. That's a Fox film. That's now Disney. And then like American Tale, also fucked up. Land that was for Universal. Time. Universal. Yeah, it was the they were both by Don Bluth. Yeah. Same animator. Fantastic animator Don Bluth. A million out of ten. One of my favorites. Not my favorite. FIFO Goes West is my favorite. I like the Out of the Ink little cartoons. They're my favorites. <laughs> Anyways, Lilo and Stitch, way to go, guys. Yes. 20 years of awesomeness. I still remember you, and I will carry you. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And when I have kids, I will show them that one. Hell yeah. And when they have questions, I'll answer them. Uh, Moving on. While we're on animated movies, here's some uh, new news. Pixar's new film, Elemental, it's set to be released June 16th, 2023. 
It's about an elemental in set in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Air better. Yeah, it's Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> it follows Ember. Ember, a fiery young woman, and who doesn't shit in your bed? And yeah, it's just coals. <laughs> Some hard up their diamonds. <laughs> and go with the flow, water guy Wade. <laughs> As they discover how much they have in common despite their apparent differences. Um We've seen only concept art. Yes, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is me. Throw my hat in the ring. Guessing Shot in the Dark. It's gonna be a kid version. This is what okay. Stay with me for a second. It's gonna be a kid version of Do the Right Thing. <laughs> don't see my face but i'm very concerned no no no. this makes sense right imagine like you know water fire land air they need to learn that they have more in common this is just do the right thing look, this is just look, the racial look. discriminations of do the right thing in do the right thing the italian pizza guy in yeah the pizzeria yes yeah fucks up and the batman comes for him okay <laughs> and then he's in severance and he's really good <laughs> oh yeah he's oh man yeah severance i like do the right thing spike lee is one of my favorite directors um did okay speaking of directors mm-hmm. and i'm gonna let you come right back to this thank you because <laughs> i could talk about spike lee all day every day <laughs> and i will let you nice <laughs> i was thinking of stanley kubrick he's a good one i don't know why which, which, which oh, I'm singing in, in the, the rain. rain. You guys know that scene from Clockwork Orange? It's actually my favorite scene from it, Woof. which is such a fucked up scene. It is. I'm not going to describe what's happening there. Um, no, I, I think we would get demonetized. <laughs> I think we would get taken off of YouTube if we did. <laughs> I'm evoking the First Amendment. No. <laughs> but I was just like, God, what a fucked up dude. And then you're bringing up Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Great director. Love. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Oh Makes my god. Works of art better than Stanley. I love Stanley Kubrick. Okay. So do the right thing. Phenomenal movie. If you're gonna find any of them, you're probably gonna find do the right thing. That's one of his most well-renowned movies. I enjoyed Get on the Bus. My personal favorite. Yes. Get on the bus. Oh my god. So good. I love it. You know which one I didn't really enjoy? Which one? Black Klansman. I thought it was. I thought directing and cinematography-wise, fantastic. Um, it has a, uh, what's his name? That actor. Ben Solo. No. Yes. What's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver's in it, which you know, young, but, uh, story-wise, I feel like they could have been more. Uh, Bamboozled is really intense, but a lot of fun, but I love Spike Lee. Absolutely adore Spike Lee. Everything he does is great. So yeah, if we're doing a, the a, the kid version of Do the Right Thing, I am all for it. <laughs> if, if we're going to talk about great black directors, mm-hmm. uh, am I correct on this? What? Sidney Poitier? What have they done? What has he done? I don't know. I don't recognize his name. He's an older act, uh, director. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> God, that Re- Robert Redford Western. Oh. oh my God. It's so good. Uh, Very little dialogue. Fuck. Fuck. Um, 
I talk about it. Whenever I talk about great westerns, I talk about this one. Duh. I want to say Quigley, but it's not Quigley. Quigley's really good, though. Um, It's not a few dollars more. Fuck. What, what is it? What is it? Damn. I don't know who directed that. Whichever one you're talking about. I can't remember the name. I don't I, know. I might be wrong. Sydney might be a white guy. I don't know. Uh, my favorite, my favorite personal favorite black director is Spike Lee. Without what about Ryan Coolidge? What is what? What have they done? Uh, Creed and Black Panther. Oh, very good. Still, but but you can't top Spike Lee. Spike Lee's just got this style. Oozes style. That's what I really like. My favorite directors is like Spike Lee, Taika Waititi. Um. My favorite director of all time. I type in Robert and I get Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That's not surprising. Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Redford. <laughs> None of those are surprising. <laughs> no, my favorite director of all time is um, uh, uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, Spike Lee, Spike Lee, um, Taika Waititi. Dude, I love Taika. <sighs> Taika's super good. And what is James Gunn. Those are my favorite directors of all time. You know, I always enjoyed James Gunn. Um, but after Peacemaker, just shot up on your list. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he made himself way too well known. I could talk about um uh, Wes Anderson all day. Which one of you goony motherfuckers? <laughs> goony sister motherfucking pieces of shit wants to come at me first. I love that. But, um, yeah, so I can talk about Wes Anderson while you're looking up Robert Redford. I'm still looking. I'm going to just talk about Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is so unique. Wes Anderson films in the way I think, in this weird, like, almost symmetrical, but also uniquely f filmed point of view. So when, you, when you're studying film, they will teach you the rule of thirds, which you can look this up. It's a grid on screen, and when you pay attention... You realize how often people and things line up on the concept of the rule of thirds, and it makes sense. It's very appealing to the eye. Wes Anderson actively fights against that and instead frames things centerfold, which does not happen usually. And Jeremiah usually... Johnson. There we go. <laughs> go ahead. It's usually meant to. You'll see it also done. Master. Nah, he's a white. He's a white guy. Sorry. Okay. It's still also... a good movie. That directing style is also done masterfully in one of my favorite movies. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. So, every time you see a monster, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Rodan, all of them, they are center and their body fills up the rest of the screen. It's to present their bigness, that they're huge. The rule of thirds couldn't fit all this monster in here. Wes Anderson takes the same filming approach and instead makes the scene more important than the character. Gitaro is so sexy. More often, yes. <laughs> yes. I could, ah, uh, love King Gitaro. <laughs> uh, lots of times in Wes Anderson films, a character will look small and the scene will overtake them. And it's not on accident. That's what he's trying to do. And it's beautiful. And it's intricate. And it creates this, back to the concept of world building, you know? <laughs> we see the set just as much of a character, no matter what movie it is with Wes Anderson. The set is just as much of a character as the characters themselves. Wes is a great director. Mm -hmm. uh, for your world building excuse, I would definitely say 
do the right thing. Mm-hmm. The the three black older men who are sitting on the yeah. You don't know their background. They're just talking to you. Yeah. And they're talking to everyone around them, but they they kind of feel like they're breaking the fourth wall because they're actually talking about real things. It's and the way the the. the Fucking saturation! Oh my god! Yes, that's another thing. I did a whole thing. project just trying to capture that saturation. Spike Lee knows how to accurately saturate saturate your films, saturate your projects. Saturation is key. <laughs> so I'm making it all washed out gray. <laughs> if you if you don't want to saturate, then look to monochrome. Otherwise, especially stop. when you have because uh, black actors darker complexions. When you desaturate, you lose elements of their shading and facial features that'll make them oftentimes, especially if you use a crappy camera, black actors tend to like lose their facial features and other defining body parts. Mm-hmm. So saturate them. Bump up the saturation. Let your black actors shine. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I feel like that might be a little too much for me to say. Okay. <laughs> Like, whatever bridge you want to die on. <laughs> no, it's the hill I die on. I oversaturate every single thing I work on. Every single you know, thing. No, I love oversaturating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, when when talking about darker skin tones like that, mm-hmm. you gotta be really precious with light. I had a, a teacher at school who refused to use a certain camera model. I don't remember which one it was. But they refused vehemently against ever using a certain camera model. And it was specifically because the aperture was done in a way where it consistently captured black features in poorer quality compared to other camera models. So they found a racist camera. It not, it just couldn't handle... Yes, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's important. Well, Nikon, you need to fix that. <laughs> I think it was Canon. Or maybe they only used Canon. I don't remember. I've never had a problem with Canon. I've always liked Canon as well. Also, your lenses. You gotta worry about your lenses. There's a lot of talk about like the 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 the, the production side of things in this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. This has almost been two hours. We're mm-hmm. an hour thirty six minutes. Yeah. Um. Probably shouldn't have said the time because I have to cut some stuff out. Okay. Alan Wake, the video game, will get a sequel along with a television show. Nice. Um. I didn't realize until about a year ago, when one of my favorite com- one of my favorite comic artists, Awkward Zombie, who I love, she's a huge inspiration to me. She did a comic about Alan Wake, and I realized I know literally nothing about Alan Wake. <laughs> it was only for Xbox. I remember, uh, I didn't play it, but in high school I had a friend, and he played it. Is it about a detective? Or someone? No? Fuck. <laughs> I really don't know anything about this fucking He's thing. He's dressed like a detective, but he's not a detective. Searching for a family? Man with flashlight. He's one of those guys that can, like, phase in and out of life. God. <laughs> Anyways, it's getting a TV show and a television series. That game came out. It's it's almost as old as Lilo and Stitch. Oof. I mean, here's the thing. A television show. Sounds great. If, if I don't know the story, surprise me, motherfucker. I don't like, 
I, I'm just like, why? Why now? Why, after all this time, do we have to bother with this? Well, they've been talking about doing a remake and or sequel for a while. Speaking of remakes, Silent Hill 2 Hell is supposed yeah. to have a remake in the works. This is not the first time, so don't put any of your money or salt. Yeah, anything or, could happen. Or sand. But salt salt used to be a currency back in Roman times, so just just know that I'm a weird nerd like that. Hearsay says it's going to be a Actually, did you know the Roman word for salt? What is it? Solarium. Solarium? Solarium. Solarium? Hmm? Solarium. Which translates to salary. Oh, I was like, that sounds like an alien species in Star Trek. <laughs> it's the Solarium's captain. <laughs> well, I could be saying it wrong in Latin, but I know it translates to salary. That's cool. Um, no. It's because they realized that their people were dying without salt. <laughs> Rumor has it that this Silent Hill will be a PlayStation exclusive. Which I am all for. That's where it belongs. <laughs> so, I don't want to go too far with this, because we've already ran too far with this podcast. Yes. But, PlayStation over here, with their right arm, hanging around Capcom, <laughs> being like, hey, Come on. what's the next Resident Evil? Come on, baby, let's go to the movies again. Oh, I don't know. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then track. they're like, it's a, it's a three-wheel day, and I brought... Silent Hill hey, with me. Do you, you remember your old adversary? Old friend Silent Hill, you want to talk? You want to hang out? Let me go get popcorn and an exclusive deal while you guys talk. I, I feel like this is Sony's way of saying, if this is all true, right? This mm -hmm. is Sony's way of saying, so Bethesda owns Tango Games. Tango Games made The Evil Within. Yep, a couple of good stuff. I liked The Evil Within too. I liked it a lot. That was fun. I did too. I did too. <laughs> Everyone made fun of it, and I thought it was fun. <laughs> it's okay. I like the evil within, but because Bethesda decided to sell out. Yep. They showed the true colors. Yeah. And you know what? I'm down with PlayStation deciding that we're gonna have Resident Evil and Silent Hill just destroy the fuck out of you. <laughs> and you know what? I am. Wubs. Wubs. That's what the W Wub wubs. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm totally down for a remake too. Like, um, remakes is. I saw a tweet actually about this before we started filming. Like, remakes is a great way to get the new generation to fall in love with an old game. Because it's also a good way to get the old generation to fall back in love with the game. Exactly, but like because I think the original Resident Evil Two was shit. But like a, a 15 year old who isn't getting an allowance and can't fucking. You know, we only get a couple of games a year. If they want to play this game, Silent Hill, that sounds good. People are speaking highly of it. They can't buy an old school PlayStation and then buy a vintage copy of Silent Hill. That's impossible. But if you make it accessible to the newer generation, suddenly you keep your franchise alive. With new audience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, hell yeah. You know? So... We have a new segment. We do. We're Time. doing it. Box office trolls. Woo. I totally forgot the title of it. <laughs> and I came up with it too. You did. It was really clever. Uh, there's but, no graphic today. Yeah, I'm going to work on it. I'll make it tomorrow or throughout the week. 
uh, box office trolls. Let's talk it's about not going to be on this one. It's going to be on the next one. It's but right. I noticed we keep talking about the box office, so box office trolls. Nice. To accompany our absent Pokemon time. <laughs> well, we do have a Pokemon thing. Ooh, we'll get to actually that. Let's, let's stay on box office trolls for now. <laughs> really? What? You want to start with the Pokemon thing? It, it, you dragged it out. Anyways, number one, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Unsurprising. <laughs> Weirdly enough, it dropped 67%. I, this was definitely one of the ones where I was like, the people who want to see it will see it the first week. And it's, it's going to drop off, obviously. Because, and yes, yeah, 67%, but it's already made shit tons. 67% might sound like a lot, but that's because they already got all their numbers already. Well, it made 13 point... Two hundred and ninety-two point sixty-one thousand. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> Showing in f over five thousand, almost six thousand theaters. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fine. The numbers is it's, it's sixty-one thousand seventy, sixty-one seventy-five. Look, look at that number. Yeah. Sixty-one seventy-five. Wait. Yeah. Wow. Oof. It's a big number. <gasps> So it's 61,755,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,105,
Roger Eggers. Yep, 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 yep. Which Coming in at... One million? Seven hundred one point seven mil. It's doing fine. It's doing good. It's about what I expected at this point. Look, you drop it on DVD, I'll go buy it. Hell yeah. yeah. I just, I don't think I can watch that in a theater. Just seems like a lot in theaters, yeah. Number eight, The Lost City, which is also available on Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. <laughs> Streaming now. I do want to see it. Not on Peacock. Fuck that. <laughs> we'll find it in a red box sooner or later. 1.6. Yeah. I figured it looks funny, honestly. It I mean, looks fun. All the cast, like, it looks funny. I'm down for it. It seems like a good old schlocky... What the fuck is number nine? What is... Family camp? What is that? Family camp? 1.3 million. I have never heard Almost of Almost 1.4. Whatever it is, it's better than the unbearable weight of massive talent. Da bummer. <laughs> number There's 10. 1 million. I didn't think... Unbearable weight of massive talent would do great. I can, I, but I'm excited for it. Oh, I, I figured the Norsemen and Unbearable Weight mm -hmm. would survive in home theater. Yes, that's gonna be. You're gonna stream these ones. That's what it is. Comedies usually are better for streaming than going oh, the to theaters. Oh, Norsemen's very funny. Have you? What was the best comedy you've seen in theaters? The new guys. Oh, yeah? That was that long ago. Wow. Mine? Deadpool, the first one. Oh, fuck. I didn't think about Deadpool. Deadpool, that was the first time I've ever heard an entire theater. I watched it, like, week 12. Like, we all, everyone. It was a full theater, too. Like, we it went to see it. It was still pretty packed. And everyone was laughing. It was an amazing experience. Like, like I understood what it was like to watch a comedian on a stage. Because everyone was laughing. And it was just made it easy to laugh with everyone. I, I remember when I watched it, I was eating my nachos, like I usually do. Nice. I that was, I think this was one of the times I inhaled a hot dog. <laughs> and, and he's upset with himself, and then there's this quick scene where he's just masturbating to the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, because they rewound And the I'm the only spot. one who went... <laughs> and everyone was like, what's so funny? And I was like, you guys didn't catch that? Like, I... He's staring at the unicorn while jacking himself off, and it's just like... When that part came to my head, <coughs> everyone was like... <laughs> everyone did a Beavis and Butthead chuckle to themselves. <laughs> so weird. God, so good. I loved it. Fantastic. Okay. Yes, it was. That's the end of uh, Box Office Trolls. <laughs> we'll figure out what to do with this one. We'll bring it back next week, don't worry. Hell yeah. It's a work in progress, a work in progress. We're trying. We're doing things. Look at us doing things. <laughs> what was that from, uh, wants to think? Um. Hey, so... <laughs> don't touch that. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> yeah. Or so help me, so help me. Cut. It's the, a work in progress. The plot to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> yeah. So coming out this week, we got Downton Abbey, uh, New Era. Uh, yawn. Who cares? I don't care about Downton Abbey. Everyone's like, there is crazy sex scenes. And I'm like, that didn't sell me on Game of Thrones. The sex does not sell me on Game of Thrones. The no. awesome fantasy battles is what sells but me. But it's about political drama, which we actually enjoy. I do like political drama. Honestly. Men. Which looks neat. That's another A24 film. Mm -hmm. Film? Yep. Okay. I thought it was a TV show. No, it's a film. Okay. 
Ah, uh, it looks neat. I'm intrigued. Then, uh, to video games, we have, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, which I... is a DLC piece. Uh, for what? <laughs> to Vampire... Vampire the Masquerade. I've never heard of either of these. Basically, one faction plays as the vampires, the other faction plays as wannabe blades. Oh, good. <laughs> good job. Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. Yeah! Coming to Nintendo Switch. Fuck yeah! I want to get, honestly, I don't have it, the, um, the pass thing mm -hmm. where you get, like, old school games. The expansion I don't, plus. I don't have it. I've thought about it. I've considered it. Knowing that Kirby's on it makes me really want to get Because I wanted to get Paper Mario. But I was like, I don't want to spend my money just for Paper Mario. Knowing I can get Paper Mario and Kirby, and now I can finally beat this game. Here's the thing. Me and my sister, we rented oh, this. God. We rented this game on N64. The original cartridge. That's why it's called Kirby 64. We rented it, and we almost beat it. But we didn't. We were like three levels away from beating the boss, and then someone bought the cartridge! So we couldn't rent it anymore, so we couldn't beat the game! Look, Nintendo, if you want my interest, bring in Glover. Don't they? No. They don't? No. They don't have Glover yet? I would have bought it already. Anyway, I'm sitting here with my Kirby, which you spelled Kirby wrong. <laughs> I got Kirby, and Banjo, and Paper Mario, and I'm gonna go on a fucking adventure. <laughs> Kirby! Banjo, maybe some Mario. Mario. <laughs> wow. Ooh, 90s. Where are you? Early 2000s? <laughs> 1985. Yes! Yes, it was that song! <laughs> Heard that today, too. It's still a shit song. It, Anyways. It kind of is. <laughs> and, uh, Turn Up. I thought I said Trump. I was like, what the fuck? You did spell... Trump Boy Commits... <laughs> you did spell Turn Up wrong. <laughs> turn Up Boy Commits... Tax Evasion is actually a real game. Yeah, I mentioned this to you a while ago off stream. I've seen this. Yeah, but I saw the box art and I'm like, okay. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. What a good name. What a game. What a name to sell a game. <laughs> Should have been Cheeto Puff commits tax evasion. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. What okay. A, it's such a good name. It looks cute enough, you know, gameplay wise. I've seen a little bit of the gameplay. He looks like he needs to be captured in Bug Snacks. He does. <laughs> and here we go. Yes, 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 yes. The thing I've been waiting for. Music World. So you thought we're Ghost fans. We love Ghost. We want to see Ghost in concert. But there is a secret love. There is. And here she is, back. I, hold on, before we even say her name. You go grab your greatest female singer. Yes. I don't care. Who's your favorite female singer? I usually pit her against Adele. Which is fair. Because I think Adele's great, but <laughs> my hair. Uh, Madonna. Sure. <laughs> the NFTs is too much. Um, Does she have know? NFTs? Oh, yeah, it's creepy. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's creepy. Fuck that. Yeah, very sexualized. No, 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 oh, no. you know what? I did hear about this. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Uh, what? Taylor Swift, which. <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton is very good, I'd say. Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. You really think they hold a candlelight to this? No, but there's some good. 
examples of great female vocalists. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is my favorite female vocalist. She evokes emotions out of me. Hell yeah. Again, not gay. What's super her, into it. What's her name, baby? Florence. Florence and the Machine. Well, the Machine's helping her. Yes, that's their uh, band. Dance Fever. This is the new album. Just dropped. Fifth album. Like last weekend. Last Friday. And I listened to it, and it's great. Phenomenal. You should listen to it. All of it. It's cool. unique. Cool. Are you done? It's an amazing album, and it tells a story where it's complex and deep, and you have to deal with the human emotions. And, oh my god, when you start out with the first song, Kang, mm-hmm. I would say, I now I'm going to argue this here, and it's going to be recorded in Left in Stone. Huh. It is stronger than the opening of Kaiserion. I agree. Kaiserion's good, but King hits different. King... King levels the field. I am no mother. I am no bride. I am king. Yeah. And oh, Florence. I already loved Florence before I met you. Long before I met you. And then I loved Florence when I met you because you introduced me to more. And then I loved Florence even more when she did the soundtrack to Final Fantasy Fifteen. And I watched our boys pushing their car down the desert highway. How many times have I cried to that song? I will listen to it on my own, and I'll just cry. Because I'll be like, it's a good song, and then I'll play it. And it's just like every time I play uh, Danny Avedon and Super Guitar Bros' cover of Scarborough Fair, I just cry. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I watch the music video or not. I just cry. The, the song <laughs> you're talking about is Stand By Me? Yes. Oh my god. So The best version of that song ever. She is such a powerful voice. And this new album is amazing. It's a gut punch. It's just one, two, three, you're done. I have theories about what I think the album is about. I highly implore you to listen to it yourself and come to your own conclusion about or what you think it's about. if you're listening to it already, just keep enjoying. Yes. It's so good. I think... I, I love where the power ballad, my love, Yes. is at the end. It's, it's like a weird climax of the story, which is cool. And it's a great song. <laughs> it's my favorite. My Love is my favorite. Uh, King is my second favorite. And then the last song on the album. Uh, Morning with Elvis is another really good one. Um, what was the one in the middle? Devil Girl? Devil Girl? Oh, Dream Girl Evil. Dream Girl Evil. Another great one. That's a strong female empowerment song. It's just a lot of good shit. Weird analogies. Great shit. So good. It's next level stuff. Uh-huh. I would give that album too many spirits. Yes. <laughs> too many spirits. <laughs> it's not our thing to say, but it's it's outstanding. I love having music to listen to. Mm-hmm. And this is a great... Having an entire album, like I was spoiled with Ghost, but now here I am with Florence and the Machine. <laughs> well, two of my other bands showed up last Friday. With just singles, right? Yeah. got My Cam. Which, they had a single, which people are liking it, apparently. It's okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be just a thing to show up in the next season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, it's okay. Personally. <laughs> and then Black Audio. Which I love, Black Audio. Spelt with gay. Mm-hmm. And that last song was just trash. Their latest one that they came out with? Blue Cherry. I didn't listen to it. 
You should hear it. It sucks. I liked their last album a lot. Their last two albums were awesome. Um, yes. And my favorite is their second to last album. Not their latest, the, the other one. Only the Things We Love. Which, it's a name I'll never remember. But the entire album's great. A lot of my favorite songs come from that one. But even their uh, more recent album. Also really good. Bird Sister. Phenomenal song. Which has... Taking your dolls away. And I think it's a unique song. I can't sing. Because Yes, you can. It's one because it's up for interpretation as to what he's talking about, but I think he's talking about war in that song. In Bird Sister? Maybe. That's what that's my interpretation, personally. But back to Florence. Yes. Florence is about war. Crushing it. Killing it. <laughs> but I just wanna know, babe. Seriously, why are the billboards empty? Why are your arms empty? I have my theories. But I want everyone else to listen to the album first. And craft their own uh, I recommend this album 100%. This is just the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's unique. Ups and downs. She She's great. <laughs> she's amazing. It's and great seeing Florence come it, back. I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say like she's a better singer than the others. I'll be honest. I did not expect another Florence album ever. I thought she was that, done. That last album she came out with? Years ago, uh-huh. I didn't think it was that good. It was fine. I do remember us trying to listen to it. Yeah, and I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. But then the album before that, How Big, How Blue, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. Which, arguably her best. Arguably. I don't know, Dream Fever fucking, or yeah. Dance Fever puts it up for the run. Dance Fever does. I don't know. It's a concept album. But They're both concept albums. I, I, I love concept albums. They do, go through such weird, unique... Concepts, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it. every song has its ebb and flow. And when you're at the end, you're like, that was only an hour and a half? Because I feel like I've been here for like five minutes. Fucking right. Because <laughs> I need more. Well, I think that's everything we had to talk about today. That was it. That was a lot. There was a lot going on. Wow. Two hours. Ish. <laughs> yeah, well, I might cut some stuff. Yeah, things were there. <laughs> Okay, well, good night and good luck, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Let us know your thoughts and opinions on everything we talked about. This has been Coffee Break. Bye-bye. Bye.